0: In today's episode, we'll talk to someone who bootstrapped a business with just $30 left in the bank. We'll also learn about a group that empowers sellers with the support of a co-op and how female entrepreneurs especially can benefit. How's it going everybody welcome to another episode of the serious sellers podcast i'm your host bradley sutton and i am joined today here in studio by melissa simonson melissa how's it going
1: going very well thank you bradley
0: all right so just to start off if that last name sounds familiar this is actually the first time we have had siblings here on the podcast we had your brother steve how many brothers (laughs) and sisters are you in your family
1: There are actually nine of us.
0: Nine. And Steve is the oldest, right? He is. And you're the youngest. And I'm the youngest. Okay. All right. So anyways, we had Steve on here talk about sourcing. And at the very, very end of the episode, he just, you know, when we were asking, hey, how can we contact you? He had mentioned, you know, Empowery. And and so that was something that was a little bit, you know, newer to me, but that's actually your thing. Like you actually, that's your day-to-day thing. So can you just quickly explain what Empowery is? Because that's something I think that's kind of unique in this space. You know, we're usually used to. Um, you know, Facebook, you know, just Facebook groups or courses or affiliate programs, you know, and this is like kind of like none of the above. It's something different. So can you explain a little bit about that?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, It's a question that I get often and it's difficult to answer because I think Empowery is different for different people. At its very core, it is a nonprofit member owned co-op founded to help e-commerce entrepreneurs. And this is sort of a, a way to give back for the founders um, but more than that, it is you know, as many co-ops go, it's a way to um band together so that you're getting you know you're sort of leveraging the power of many and so that the um the little guy can get the big business benefits,
0: okay. all right. so non nonprofit, those are words that you don't really hear too much when we're talking <laughs> about amazon businesses. like, hey, I'm not profitable. oh my goodness, i'm a I'm a failure. so nonprofit, like how do you even make that work? like how, how does how can you do that? I mean, I know you guys are nice. I know both <laughs> you and your brother are very generous people, but like to just go nonprofit, that's kind of like pretty crazy to me.
1: Well, if you think about it, um, the idea of a mastermind is when you have a group of people who, you know, they all trust each other, they're all there to help each other succeed and they're learning from each other. This is sort of what the co-ops uh, foundation is as well. And um, making it nonprofit is sort of the, the same standpoint as Steve has for when he's recommending somebody uh, a service if they ask, you know, what would you use for this particular problem? And he gives an answer, you know, you can take that to the bank because he always says, I don't get paid an affiliate commission. I have no, you know, no connection with this. They just, they're good people. You're good people. And this will work. And that's basically why we founded it as a nonprofit was so that we had that same concept going, you know, that this is in your best interest, not in ours.
0: Now, when you guys say nonprofit, you know, a lot of people call my initials BS on something like that. Like, (laughs) how do we know? But actually in the United States, there's actually to be classified as nonprofit, you got you have to kind of go through some kind of I don't know what you know verification or some right. kind of like laws about that, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's very specific uh, the rules that we have to follow, and um and it's it's also significant that it's a co-op uh, that also changes things. And we were founded out of Minnesota, which has the best co-op laws, as it turns out. Um, but that's that's a really good point. Um, nonprofits have to uh, give 51 percent or more of everything that comes into the co-op back to their members. And so the way, by the way, to answer your question before uh, the way that we remain in business and cover our overhead is we make strategic partnerships with um, service providers that uh, do things that our members might need like helium 10 software I know. <laughs> and uh, you know, China sourcing and freight forwarding, 3PLs, everything that you might need if you are in business on Amazon or um, in e-commerce in general. And when we negotiate on behalf of our members, we try and get an upfront discount. We negotiate to get them perks, and um, and then we also have a cash back on the back end. And that cash back, you know, that's called different things in different spaces. That's a referral bonus or um, affiliate bonus. Lots of different things it's called, but it's it's all basically the same thing. That cash back is how we are able to stay in business and do what we do. Fifty one percent or more of everything from that cash back that comes into the co-op goes then back to the members and is redistributed based on their spending.
0: Okay, cool. That's interesting. I've never heard of a setup kind of like that here in the space. So it's kind of refreshing to know that, Hey, these are people who aren't trying to make a buck. You know, that's probably why I haven't seen you in some Lamborghini videos or something, <laughs> you know, in my feed. But anyways, <laughs> speaking of you, let's talk a little bit about your history. And I know this is, you know, semi new to you and what, like, what did you go to college for?
1: I actually went to college. Uh, I was majoring in psychology. Uh, psychology. I was going to get my doctorate and I was going to be, you know, a counselor.
0: <laughs> wow. So did you actually graduate with?
1: I did not. I am okay. a college dropout. I found in the end that um, I'm uh, empathetic and there's an emotional cost to me to, ah. uh, <laughs> to hear other people's problems. I get too involved and I care too much, I think. And, and it hurts my heart.
0: <laughs> okay. Growing up, were, was your family, the kind that was like, Hey, you've got to get a bachelor's degree or else you're kind of a failure you know, there's a lot of people who grew up in households like that.
1: Um, not necessarily. I mean, um, my it, I did grow up in a very traditional area. Um, and so, you know, it's sort of like you you go to college after high school, you get married, you're a woman, you you know, you stay home and you take care of the kids and stuff like that. And and that's sort of the expectation. But it wasn't necessarily that you have to go to college. It was just I think in my family, it wasn't uh, pushed directly, I guess.
0: Okay. That's good. As a supportive, a supportive family. So like, were you scared when you dropped out or like, did you just start working just random jobs or what happened?
1: Well, I mean, I, I never actually, I, I don't know. I guess I never actually thought that I would stay away from college altogether. I thought I would go back eventually because I just love learning. Like, the, all the tutorials and stuff that people post for free on the internet. It's like, I can't believe that people post anything for free. That's knowledge-based. I eat it like candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's yeah. amazing. I love to consume knowledge and, um, you know, books and stuff. I just, I love it. I wish my house had bookshelves for walls. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess when I dropped out, um, I didn't have a specific plan in mind. Uh, it was just sort of, it happened out of necessity, I guess.
0: Okay. Now I, I know th- things were going up and down for you for a while, but there was like a real kind of like, you you kind of gave me a tease uh, on this the <laughs> other day, but you had said there was really a, a crazy low point that you had hit at one point. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. I, I remember that very <laughs> specifically. Um, I had, uh, I got pregnant with my first son and uh, I couldn't get hired. Uh, you know, everyone knows you're going to take some time off very soon when you're pregnant. And, um, and so I was married at the time and we were in a very dire situation financially. And, um, in the end, uh, it came down to where our power had been turned off and I had $30 in my account and I had to figure out a way to make some money on the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I took the $30 and, um, I bought some cleaning materials. I posted an ad on Craigslist. I started doing some cleaning and I turned that into a business where I was, um, cleaning residentially and commercially. And I negotiated contracts for that.
0: Okay. So, wow. You were down to $30 and this was in, uh, and the power was turned off. This is in Idaho, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping this was not in the winter time.
1: No, actually though, it was in the summer. Okay. So it was hot. Because
0: <laughs> I don't think you can go without power in the winter time in Idaho. It's pretty cold, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I think Either case, it's, it's not great in the wintertime. It's very, very cold in Idaho, but in the summertime uh, it gets very hot. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know, that that's a, the story you give right there obviously has nothing really to do with Amazon necessarily, but it has to do with the entrepreneurial spirit in my mind, you know, start a business. Hey, let me buy some cleaning supplies and, and start this business. But it, it's the kind of way that, you know, some people might be able to, to start an e-commerce as well. You know, down to $30, you go to yeah. a garage sale, You pick up some stuff that, you know, you can flip for $60 on eBay or something, then then leverage that, you know, to, to, to keep going more. So it's a good story that, you know, you, things can, you know, people can really be down on their, their last dime, as it were the last 30 bucks and really turn things around. Now you mentioned before that where you grew up was kind of like people call traditional where they expect like the woman to, to just stay at home and be a mother, which is again, Hey, I'm not saying Mm -hmm. my, my mother stayed at home her whole life after I, I was born. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. But I know there's a lot of people with that entrepreneurial mindset, a lot of people, I used to say a lot of females, a lot of women with that. But what do you have to say to them? Like, if they do live in an area where maybe it's not the norm or in another country, actually, not just the United States, but mm-hmm. in a lot of countries, the whole country is like, hey, you know, right. this is not what a woman is expected to do. Like, what, what words of motivation do you have maybe for people like that?
1: Honestly, like I, I was in my, uh, certainly late twenties, at least when I started my own business. Um, but probably in my thirties before I realized I could even allow myself to dream as big as I wanted that I had permission. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know why somebody needed to give me that permission. Um, I, I would love to help other women and especially younger women realize that they, um, they don't have to limit themselves. They, they should be dreaming as big as they want. And if what they want is to stay home and raise their kids, that's a beautiful dream too. But if they want something different, you shouldn't go by somebody else's expectations. You should go by what drives you, what you're passionate about. That's what you should spend all of your energy on.
0: Okay. And you know, there's of course a lot of political debate about equal pay and different things like that. But in my opinion, let's see if you agree with me, I would think- Amazon or online is a perfect way Mm. to kind of like, even if in your country or your area, you feel that it is an absolute thing that is happening of inequality as far as pay goes. Like, how do you think that Amazon or how do you think that I'm thinking that Amazon is actually a place where you can kind of negate any of that?
1: Yeah. I mean, because nobody cares. It's the product that they're buying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you're on the same page as me. Yeah. They have no idea whether it's a man or a woman selling the product. There's no difference. But what I do think that we need to set a different precedent for is, you know, even in the e-commerce space, in many male dominated spaces, you know, if you walk up to a couple and you know, you get introduced, I swear nine times now I could be wrong. I will, I'll say that, but nine times out of 10, it feels like um, immediately the attention goes to the man as the presumed uh, idea maker there, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's many cases, not, not true, not true. So um, I actually spoke to uh, several people this weekend for the uh, Helium 10 elite workshop. Okay. And in several cases, it was, you know, sort of the wife's idea. The wife was pushing it. The, um, the husband was supportive and played a significant role but it was a team effort. And I think that that's missed sometimes. I think that it's assumed that it's the man who is uh, wearing the pants. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that even, even you know, no, people might just assume that just culturally and they're mm-hmm. not even trying to be sexist or anything, but it's just like, well, sometimes culturally, it's just how you subconsciously assume. Mm So that's cool that you're trying to, you know, fight some of those uh, stereotypes. Now you mentioned the helium 10 elite workshop. That was the one with Kevin and Leron. Did you have one point that you picked up from there that you were like, Whoa, that's pretty cool.
1: Oh man. There's a couple of really cool things. There's a site that I wrote down in my notes that I certainly will not be able to remember off the top of my head, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it was um, a site for finding influencers. Oh yes. Um, yes, that was very cool. And then um, there was there was a couple of really amazing things that uh, that Kevin dropped that I like. He drops these things that are super valuable that you have to like put into action. And every few seconds, it's something that will significantly change your business. It, yeah. Like he doesn't even realize it's. <laughs> life changing right <laughs> it's great and then leron oh my gosh he what i found amazing was he was standing up there and he was talking conversationally with the entire room for a very extended period of time. I think mm-hmm. I get nervous to do that because I can do this where we're back and forth yeah. and we're asking each other questions and, and talking as a conversation. And I'm but not right you're... up in
0: your face. We're actually like, I was like, okay, we we're on the same audio <laughs> line here. So you need to be on the opposite end of this room. Okay? So <laughs> like even, even here, sometimes, you know, I, I still get like a little bit nervous when I have somebody right here, but then yeah, Leron had like, you know, yeah. 30 or 50 people right in front of him.
1: For sure. And, and that's the thing you have to be able to keep on talking. Like he, he just went fluidly from one topic mm-hmm. to the next. And I thought it was amazing. He did a great job.
0: Yeah. You know what Manny would say to that? How cool is that? Pretty cool. I think. Anyway. So yeah, we, we need to get you as, as an elite member of Helium mm-hmm. 10, but unless I'm mistaken, like you probably don't need that right now because you yourself have never really sold on Amazon before, right? So all your yes. bro- how many of your brothers sell? Obviously Steve does, but yeah. anybody else?
1: Three of my brothers sell on Amazon.
0: Three of your brothers. All right. Now, are you looking to get started in that at all?
1: Yes. I'm actually, I'm partners in uh, an Amazon business now with one of my brothers.
0: Oh, is this brand? Is this new? Yes, this is new. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But so you haven't really like dug in and like launched a product on your own or anything like that though. I haven't
1: launched a product on my own, but I have been, you know, the customer um, relations person, I guess, for this account for customer reviews and feedback and Mm -hmm. managing the seller central account and inventory even uh, for this business since about 2015.
0: Okay. Okay. But you just never, that was kind of like similar to me. Like I was kind of involved with the Amazon business, but I really didn't know what the heck was going on because Mm -hmm. all I did was kind of like logistics and stuff. Right. Sending inventory to Amazon and yeah, replying to the buyer seller messages each Mm -hmm. day and and packaging stuff. So I really didn't learn to say, but now you're saying that you're actually going to start doing more in depth.
1: Right now, instead of just kind of helping out now, I'm a full partner. And so, um, so I'm actually going to be, you know, doing keyword research and okay. making this What thing. are you going
0: to use to do keyword research?
1: Well, helium 10, of okay, course. Okay. You passed.
0: You passed. <laughs> good. Continue. Continue. You just bought yourself five more minutes in this interview. No, just <laughs> Go ahead. Continue.
1: No, absolutely. I'm, I'm actually really excited about it. We're going to, we're going to roll out another product. Uh, so far it's just been the one that we've listed on Amazon. Now we're going to have another product. And so I'm
0: really excited. What's about the it. overall category? Are we talking the home and kitchen or health and household? pets pets so when you research the pet category like do you notice any trends like especially in this country it's like when i start looking into some of the things in the pet category (laughs) i'm like these people these people in this country treat their pets better than they treat their their kids or or better than i treat my kids at least i don't know but i mean it's crazy the kind of things you you guys see pets still as a growing kind of
1: oh yeah i mean listen my dog has an Instagram account, so oh my, I'm oh one my of those goodness. people. You so
0: need, need to leave this room right now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I barely even let my kids have their own Instagram. Yeah, my Gus
1: dog. Gus is very, very important to me.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, you probably are sad that you had to leave your dog home.
1: I am right? very sad. Okay. And of course, I'm sad that I left my children also. I miss them terribly. Okay, yeah, that,
0: that's, a, that's, a second, that's a secondary thing right there. But yeah, so, so you know, pets, but, but, some, but actually, you know, coming back to a serious note, because this is the Serious Sellers podcast, I guess, right? <laughs> some people might think that pets category might be getting a little bit saturated. So have you talked, like, how do your brothers or or you like find where there might be something that's not very saturated? Like people always say, oh yeah, cell phone accessories, is completely saturated. But still, there are probably still some pockets out there. Like, yeah, probably iPhone phone case is not gonna be something that you can make money in, but there are different ways to find profitable niches. Do you have any strategy that you guys use in order to find profitable niche in competitive category like pets?
1: You know, honestly, I would just reiterate something that Kevin said at the Helium 10 Elite Workshop, which is you come up with a great idea, you make it better than the people around you, and you will be able to succeed. You have to find some innovation and you have to do it well. You have to do it better than other people. Yeah. So I think, um, you
0: oh, know, actually, having it, Kevin did, did, were you he there did, for I when you talk about a pet? A pet yeah. product? Yeah. 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 I forgot what it was like dog chews or something like yes. that. But that was like kind of like a crazy example of it. You set yourself apart in
1: specific ways. And and I think that that really, um, when you are differentiating yourself, you're targeting a specific market, especially to the ones who are like, you know, me, who <laughs> 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 love their dogs so much. <laughs> so,
0: so now you, now that you're starting to get more into the nitty gritty of Amazon, like are you planning to take a course or like, how are you planning to educate yourself in order to succeed?
1: I've actually gone through the, um, amazing selling machine courses. Okay. So, um, and
0: what do you pretty much know like what to do now or stop I mean, some I gaps?
1: Think, yeah, I mean, I think that they do a fantastic job of mm-hmm. walking you through everything step-by-step, step, but I think what, um, what's really going to show me what's up is, um, you know, encountering some problems and having to navigate those. That's I think where you really learn the most.
0: Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So now let's switch back to uh, Empowery a a little bit. Now, what, what kind of level of seller, you know, I mean, like, would it be completely irrelevant to a brand new seller? Would it be completely relevant to like a seven figure seller? Or, I mean, educate me a little bit about this.
1: (laughs) There's actually three uh, levels for Empowery. Um, Beginners who would not qualify for our, um, our silver level, they would start as bronze. So, um, what we actually shoot for our silver level is where is it's what we created the co-op for it's people who get to the million dollars or more per year mark. And at that point you have difficulty maybe, um, working on your business instead of working in your business up to that point, you know, you gotta be in it and you gotta do all the stuff and you're kind of, um, a one man show up to that point. Um, but, at that point you need to kind of create systems and strategies and and stuff so that you don't have to be in your business every day. You can work on it and you can hire people for the $10 an hour stuff instead of doing all of that yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what we created it for, but we also do have the bronze level so that we can help people get up to the silver level. And, um, and then once you have been in the silver level long enough um, and you get involved with the vendors and you're earning more than $12,000 a year in cash back, then you are self-elevating to the gold level. You can't buy into the gold level.
0: Okay, wait, wait. So a user itself or a member, they're actually also getting cash back? Oh, yes. Oh, see, I didn't even realize that. I totally missed that the first time. You you probably mentioned that, but I didn't even (laughs) get that part.
1: So a bronze level member does not earn cash back because they are not a shareholding member of the co-op. A silver level member does earn cash back. And so um, that's where the the nonprofit 51% or more it's mm-hmm. redistributed back. That's where that whole concept comes in. Ah, it's all coming together okay. now. <laughs>
0: now it's coming together. Oh, I get it. You cooperate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that
1: cash back, what's significant about this and that it, it actually takes people a second to really let it sink in is, you know, right now, currently we have members who are getting a thousand dollars cash back from their spending on freight forwarding and, you know, customer uh, secret, secret shoppers and, you know, stuff like that. The services that they're using. They're getting $1,000 cash back and they're only paying $250 a month to be part of the co-op. So they're making a profit by having an entire team of people to work for them and help them out and put them in touch with uh, the people that they need.
0: Okay. Things are making so much more sense (laughs) to me now. I'm, I'm I'm glad we went over this, but that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I almost did a, another, how cool is that moment right here? But you know, what one per episode is enough, but that actually is pretty is cool. It? Right I there. feel like
1: yeah. we deserve three at Empowering.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that can be my other catchphrase is say what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, now, now I lost my train of thought here because I'm just so shocked that people are actually paying you money, but they're getting more money back. I mean, that's yeah, just like yeah. a crazy concept to me, but that's, that's pretty cool. Now th- this is, I assume for for male or female, you know, can, can join, but you, you know, coming from your background, I know you're, you're very passionate about what you were talking about before. There are some, some things that you actually have even, especially for female sellers, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be hosting a women's conference in January. Um, We're going to have women speakers, women in attendance. Uh, We're not, there's no rule against men coming, um, especially if it's like a a husband and wife or something like that, and they want to come together, but uh, there will be more women in attendance than men. And that is intentional.
0: <laughs> can I we, go? Uh, I hope my wife didn't listen to that. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do Zumba, Zumba fitness for See, everybody. I feel like that's right? really
1: necessary. I yeah.
0: do. Zumba fitness is, you know, I've, I've done, you know, this, we're totally digressing, but I used to do, I used to be a Zumba fitness instructor as everybody knows, but then I would do bachelorette parties. Now, <laughs> the first thing, of course, you're laughing right now because you're thinking the same <laughs> thing as everybody else. Like what you're doing a bachelorette party, but here's the thing when you're preparing for a wedding, it's like very stressful, right? Me, I, I got married in a courthouse, so I can't say there's any, any stress <laughs> there, but I assume that it's very stressful. So what would happen was the, the bridal party would like the day before hire me just to do like a Zumba fitness class, kind of just get all the stress out and, and everything. Oh, I love that. And so like, if you have a three-day conference, whether it's male or female, I would say either way, zumba would be a great break right to like I think okay so. i've just been sitting here for eight hours <laughs> listening to people talk you know um, i've got numbers coming out of my ears and stuff let's do an hour of physical fitness here, right? That I think makes
1: you're sense. really onto some Okay, there we go. All right, we're, we're,
0: gonna, we're gonna have to, let's talk a little bit later. We, we got about a, uh, a few months to plan for this yeah. this conference. We might have to have Zumba, the first ever Zumba class at a conference. Yeah. All right. And again, it has nothing to do with me knowing that these are mostly females at the <laughs> conference. Absolutely nothing to do with that. Anyways, let us go ahead and give out the information though, because just like with, you know, Steve, he had such a great episode. People want, I'm sure had more questions for him. People might have more questions uh, for you about either Empowery or about h- how you started a cleaning business, who knows, or maybe, you know, they want to know about the women's conference because they're interested in the Zumba. But if any of these apply, how can they find more information or reach you?
1: You can go to Empowery.com slash contact. Sorry. I talk really fast. Let me say that one more right. time. Empowery dot com slash contact. And, and can you spell,
0: can you spell that Empowery? Because I wouldn't yeah. even know how to spell that.
1: It's just Empower with a Y. It's E-M-P-O-W-E-R-Y dot com slash contact. And, um, and there's a lot of information on Empowery.com, but if you go to Empowery.org, that's a really great way to, uh, to find out more information. We, um, yeah, that's, that's where we uh, post a lot of information.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> well, Thank you very much, Melissa, for joining us. And if we do this Zumba class, I expect you to be in attendance. hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. Hopefully I won't have to wait until next year to see you again. I'll see you at the next conference. I know we, we've Definitely. been seeing each other lately at a lot of conferences, so I look forward to seeing you again.
1: Okay, excellent. Thank you, Bradley.
0: Thank you.